If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, all right, all right. Y'all know what time it is. Get ready for the Brick House 2.0 show with my girl Brick, and it's about to start now.
microphone check one two one two. Hello! Welcome, 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 welcome to another riveting episode of Brick House 2.0. It's your girl Brick, and for the next 90, we're gonna go back in time, y'all. Y'all like that first one? Thought I'd start you off with a different form of red bone. That is the artist Redbone would come and get your love. I love that song. That song makes totally no sense, but I love it. <laughs> I don't know why. It just makes you want to just get up and dance, right? Okay. So, like I said, welcome to another episode of Brick House 2.0. I am your hostess with the most is Brick. Give me another round of applause, please. Thank you. Thank you. As for the next 90, I'm in your service providing you with the most... What's the word? I wouldn't know what the word is. But anyway, um, I don't know. I was born in the 70s, but I don't know what the word is. Anyway, I got your hot, hot, hot 70s R&B music today by some of your greatest 70s artists. We're going to take it back. Because, you know, I kind of like the old stuff. So we're going to go back and play the old stuff. The stuff when it was bands and not synthesizers and all sorts of other nonsense that people are using nowadays to make music. So we definitely going to get into some of that. Got a lot to talk about today, guys. Okay, unless, like I said, you have been living under a rock for the last uh, few years. Um, well, a few years, duh, a few weeks. Um, you may have heard that the U.S. Um, and Iran are not setting horses, as my mama used to say. At all. We are not setting horses at all with Iran. And it's not looking good, guys. Let me be totally honest with you. You know, I know I get on number 45. And every time I think that this man cannot top himself from the last week, he always manages to top himself with the nonsense that he gets us into. So, we're going to talk about what's going on in um, Iran right now. Uh, apparently, uh, we're in some deep doo-doo because number 45 decided that he wanted to send a message. And... Um, killed one of their leaders over there. So now everyone is up in an uproar and, you know, troops are being deployed, all sorts of other nonsense is going on and people are upset about it. Mainly the African-American community because that's what I am a part of so I'm going to speak from what I have heard within uh, the circle of the African-American community. Now, Whenever we have incidents, you know, incidents where it's concerning another country, we're always kind of, you know, sketchy. Because the way things go nowadays, we're not the most loved country out here. Let's be real. You know, I saw an uber fact that 93% of our existence, which is the existence of the United States, we have been in conflict with another country. 93% of our existence, okay? 
that means basically if you look at that in like you know lay terms that's like somebody just spending their whole life doing nothing but being just hated and, and detested by everybody okay 93% so we're not the most biggest biggest uh you know well like people out there so this whole thing started with Iran to give you a little history uh, years ago, I'm not going to take you that far back, but I'm just going to take you back recently to some of the stuff that has been happening with Iran and the United States. The first major biggie was when we pulled out of the agreement with Iran, with the whole arms agreement. When we pulled out of that, it it didn't send a good message at all. So when we went, the U.S. I'm not gonna say we because uh, a lot of us ain't a part of that shit. But when the U.S. decided that it wanted to go and send this message to Iran with uh, you know all of this stuff was the first, basically the catalyst that started this all. I know I'm going back and forth. The catalyst that started this all was when we, the United States, when I say we, God, I hate saying that, killed this Iranian general called Qasim Soleimani, okay, with a a, a U.S. airstrike on Friday, this incident happened, Friday of this week, when that incident happened, and it, 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 (laughs) God, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless because, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm like, that one action kickstarted a whole bunch of crap. And now, it's there's a whole bunch of blowback now. Now, since that incident, you know, the Iranians, of course, they're angry. Of course, they're saying that they're going to be, there's going to be some type of retaliation for this. And it's never who its intended target is supposed to be. It's always the innocents who end up getting caught in war and conflict. And that's the sad and disgusting part of war. So, I don't know what's coming. We're on high alert now in the United States because, quite frankly, you don't know what's going to happen. And the thing that gave me the most chills about this situation was when Iran released a statement saying, y'all have no idea where we are. We're in places that you don't even think we are. So, when they said that hot shit, I was like, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Which means you don't know where they're going to come out of. And the thing about it is, is that he's like, we are already there in places that you don't even think about. So you got to think, where are they? Are they in Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say that. Are they in Dunkin' Donuts? Are they in the bodegas in New York? Because I know there's a lot of of Muslim bodegas in New York City. So, I used to go to the bodega every day when I lived in New York. I used to go every morning to get my, you know, my cup of coffee and my, my toasted roll or whatever. Bacon, egg, and cheese. So, when I used to go in there, I would say, you know, listen, yo. I was like, Muhammad, you gonna let me know when it go down, right? Y'all gonna let me know when it go down so I can keep my family safe, right? Muhammad used to laugh. 
He used to laugh. He used to be like, I was like, listen, Muhammad, I'm telling you, I got to say this because on 9-11, all the Dunkin' Donuts was closed, the bodegas was closed, which means y'all knew something was about to pop off. So, Muhammad, you going to let me know if it go down, right? And he would laugh. He would always just laugh. And the fact that this man would just laugh tells me he's like, I ain't confirming and I ain't denying. So, I was like, oh, that told me right then and there. Right then and there. Get your weight up, Michelle. So now I'm sitting here in Georgia, which, I mean, I don't know. I've never, I, I don't think they would attack Georgia. I mean, of all places to attack Georgia, I mean, what the hell? We ain't got nothing here. But my thing is, New York City, Trump Tower is there. My sister works on Fifth Avenue. My son works in the city. I don't need no shit popping off in New York City. And I'm not there. Been trying to convince my family to move to the south down here. My aunt has been trying to convince them to move to Florida. I'm like, y'all get the hell out of New York City. But they won't come. Anyway, nevertheless, you know, this whole thing is, is starting a bunch of blowback now. And now there's a lot of repercussions coming from this. But um, I talked to Earl for enough for now. We're going to go back into our 70s groove. And I'm going to play these dudes. We have a Sly and the Family Stone set because I just love them. So, I'm, we'll be right back with more of this nonsense with 45. And I'm going to throw some conspiracy theories at you because I got a lot of conspiracy theories to throw. I think it's going down. But you know what? We're going to talk about it. Brickhouse 2.0. Be right back, baby.
my gosh. Did y'all like that set? Because I loved it. Sly and the Family Stone. You can't think about the 70s without thinking about Sly and the Family Stone. Underdog, and that's kind of like what we are right now. We're the underdog here. <laughs> okay, because the United States, this number 45 done got us in some shit now. And now we like, okay, now we got to cope, we got to deal. And he's still talking shit. See, this is what gets on my nerves. I turned on the news this morning with all this that's going on. Everybody's up in arms. Everybody's like, oh my God, it's going to be World War Three, World War Three. You know, troops are being deployed. Now Iraq is on some get your U.S. troops the hell out of here shit. Now Iraq, separate from Iran, Iraq is like, yo, y'all got to roll out of here. They told us this morning, hit the bricks. They like roll out of Iraq. So now they got to get special teams to come in and get our damn soldiers the hell out of Iraq. Because Lord knows what's going to happen if they remain there. They encouraging all Americans, all Americans get the hell out of Iran, all Americans get the hell out of Iraq. So, you mean to tell me you did all this shit and you didn't think of an exit strategy for none of our people? Is it just me or wouldn't it have been safe to get everybody the hell out of Iraq and Iran before you did some stupid dumb shit like that? Apparently not. <laughs> okay, so now it's a mad scramble, a mad dash to get the troops out of Iraq because they told us to get out. <laughs> and now the repercussions of this is we get out of Iraq. Guess who's coming back full force? Al-Qaeda. But you see, somebody must have hit this idiot to all this shit. I don't know what kind of... Let me tell you something. If you look at this man's team, this man has not one qualifying person in his cabinet that knows how to do the damn job. Everybody that was qualified to do the damn job, he done fired. (laughs) Okay? He done let go. So now, you got stupid idiots. You got Ben Carson in the cabinet running HUD who don't know a damn thing about public housing because he ain't never lived in this shit his whole entire life. But he's making decisions on public housing. You got this Betsy DeVos chick that's making educational decisions. She never worked in the education system at all. And you got the bitch from the WWE, Linda McMahon, running shit. And she ain't never even been in any type of government position. (laughs) This fool that literally put all his friends. And see, you know what makes me angry is they accuse black people of doing this dumb shit. No! 45 is white, and he done put all of his boys up in the, come on, yo, yo, come on, yo, join the cabinet, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you, come on in, what? <laughs> but y'all look at us, so now, all of these people, I don't know who's advising him, whether he's just doing shit, and you know what, and, and, and some scathing information came to light the other day on the internet, but we gonna chop it up with that one later about this idiot, but this man decides to do all this with no exit strategy at all for our troops. Now we scurrying. So now on Facebook, I've been seeing all this stuff. People are panicking. People are getting upset. People are like, oh my God, 
we're going to have another draft. And you know what? I don't put it beyond this idiot to, to impose another draft. I don't at all. Because he's just doing stuff and ain't thinking about nothing. And he sits his behind over there in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> making decisions for us. And it might... Did I also add that this man is also... He, he dodged the draft as well. Oh, he was around during the, da- the draft. He dodged it. But I wouldn't put it past this idiot to in- to put out a draft. Just because. Because he could do that. Not because it makes any sense, but just because he could do that. And all of this, please, people, please, let's not lose sight of the fact that this is all being done as a smokescreen. Because now, this fool is being impeached. And I guess he figure, well, either I'm going to start a bunch of shit and leave and let them handle it, or they're going to need me to sit here and finish this so they won't throw me out. This dude, I mean, I I, I am confounded by number 45. Totally. I mean, I have never encountered somebody that I could not figure out in the least have a theory about. This man confounds me. I'm just like, I don't know. But you know what? I don't think he even knows which way he's going to go next, to be totally honest with you. He don't know whether he's going to go left or right. He don't know. So now, we got a situation <laughs> where we're told to get the hell out of Iraq. We're being told, get all your people out of Iran. The Iranians are angry. And then I saw something this morning. I wish I could find where I saw it at. Because I was sure enough read this thing over the air. But I'm going to look for it. It was something so interesting. Let me see if I can pull up Facebook real quick and pull it up. Now, it wasn't a Facebook post. It was actually a friend of mine posted it. But it was something really interesting. Let me go on her page and see if I can find this article. Because when I saw it, I was like, well... <laughs> It was something along the lines of, I wish I could find this thing. And I can't find it. And it's making me so angry that I can't find this damn article. But it was basically an article about um, this, uh, one of the, uh, the Iranian spokespeople was like, Oh, God, I don't want to say it and it not be true, so I'm not even going to say it. But basically, it was kind of along the lines of, well, yeah, we don't want y'all Americans. We just want one person, and you know who that is. I wish I could find the article. I should have saved it, clipped it, and saw it, and, and read it out to you guys. Because I was like, what? See, that's just it. And, you know, and let's not even go into the memes that I have been seeing lately about this whole situation where everybody was like, um, I saw a couple of memes that said his address is 1700 Pennsylvania Avenue. If you want to go, there he is. Or let's trade leader for leader. People are literally giving this man away. (laughs) I'm laughing and crying at the same time. Anyway, back to my conspiracy theory. Put the music back on. (laughs) Back to my conspiracy theory. 
uh, some, some, uh, what is it, some tweets, text, something like that. I don't know. Some text came out. Oh, it was some tweets or something? Some tweets came out. And it was something along the lines of um, how he said years ago when President Obama, let me, let me clip the music for this one. Some tweets came to light that were tweeted by number 45. And this was back from, I think there were some tweets from 2012, 2013. Where he tweeted and he said, mark my words, uh, I'm, I'm going to find it for you. I, I'm, I'm going to find these tweets because I don't want to misquote this idiot. Because when I saw it, I was like, now there goes the evidence right then and there that this man is a liar. And the fact that this whole thing, okay, I got the tweets. He tweeted on November 29th, 2011, in order to get reelected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. That was one of his tweets from November 29th, 2011. Next tweet, on January 17th, 2012, President Ob- Barack Obama will attack Iran in order to get reelected. This is what he put out there. September 16th, 2013. I predict that President Obama will at some point attack Iran in order to save face. Last tweet, November 10th, 2013. Remember that I predicted a long time ago that President Obama will attack Iran because of his inability to negotiate properly, not skilled. That's what he tweeted. Four tweets from this man stating that Obama was going to attack Iran to get reelected, to save face, and because he couldn't negotiate. Now I ask you good people, what the hell has this man done? The exact same shit he tweeted years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is a psycho. You heard it here first. I told you, this man, everything that he is doing now, like Seely said, everything you do done already been done. from ladies and gentlemen just please everybody think we ain't heard that we had conflict with Iran in how many years now all of a sudden you've heard Iraq you've heard Iraq 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 all over the place have you heard any conflict with Iran now all of a sudden we got problems with Iran Listen, guys, I'm just a black woman with a podcast. So if I disappear, some shit happens, y'all take this shit to the news. Y'all blow this up. Blow it up on Facebook, Instagram, and everything, because I'm telling you, I can't make this up. And if anybody wants me to forward you these tweets, 
brick at yahoo.com b-r-y-c-k-k at yahoo.com hit me up on facebook brick wilkes hit me up on brick house 2.0 search it it's there b-r-y-c-k-k-h-o-u-s-e all right i can't you can't make this shit up guys you can't make this up so this is the state of our government right now y'all all I can say is concerning the memes, the memes are what they are. I know people are getting mad about the memes. I'm getting kind of tired about them too because they're kind of getting on my nerves. It's, it's adding to the frenzy. You know, all we can do, guys, seriously, you know, I know I'm laughing and joking and acting stupid, but seriously, we all need to just pray because we need to pray that a resolution in the form of <laughs> brick, be nice. Just a resolution. That's it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing else. We need this man removed from office, okay, guys? Seriously, because this this he's, this man is putting us in conflict and starting problems with us that are just not not even necessary. We had a trade agreement, this man pulled, I mean, we had a, a, a agreement, a, a, this man pulled out of the freaking agreement, okay, that was the first crazy thing he did, and we should have learned from that point on, he does not have the best interest of the United States of America on, he's just in it to prove something, this man is in it to get his name written in history books, nothing else, nothing else, so please guys, I know the memes are a bit much. I've been kind of staying away from them because I don't think they're funny. You know, war is never a funny thing. I have a young black son. I don't need my young black son getting drafted. And I have a young black nephew. Young man. I don't need them getting dragged into some conflict for a country that hates them. And I, yes, that's what I said. Seriously. So, we just need to be prayerful right now that God intervenes and steps in and we, all of this gets put to rest because we don't need another war we need to unite hell we can't even get things cleaned up in our own country I, which is which is, I'm baffled as to why we're so hell bent on fixing other countries when this one is as broken as the rest but I digress y'all and that is my number 45 report for the week I'm done talking about him enough waste of time even though I do hope his ears rang the hell off while I was talking. <laughs> let's get back into our music. We're going up. Let's just throw on this band. We're going back into our music, y'all. We had a 70s groove today. So, uh, you hear the sirens? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get back into this. <laughs> Brick House 2.0, guys. Let's. Let's just play. Well, I play fire. Isn't that stupid? Oh my god. Freak out stupid boy now. Slow. 
right, that was the OJs. The OJs, duh. Ohio players, what the hell? They are nothing like the OJs. <laughs> Love roller coaster. And then I gave you some sweet sticky thing. And um, yeah, don't really know what happened to the Ohio players. Uh, nevertheless, we had a 70s, 70s groove here, Brick House 2.0. And we just chopping it up. We just finished talking about, uh, you know, the whole uh, Iran, Iraq, uh, 45 bullshit that just, you know, is currently going down. So, we're going to move on from that. And, um, talk about Georgia. <laughs> now, I've been living here for almost, let's see. Almost two months. Let me see. Uh, yeah, almost two months. Moved here in November. Almost two months. And I must say that this weather takes a lot of getting used to here. Like Friday, for example, it was 80 degrees. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm not used to it being 80 degrees in December. So I'm still walking out the house with a winter coat. And Charles is looking at me like, what the hell? Hey, you don't need that coat. I'm like, well, I don't know. It's it's cold whenever we come back home, so I'm going to have my coat. Don't be needing the coat, but I got the coat. Anyway, I'm still trying to get acclimated to the behaviors of the people here in Georgia, which is quite shocking. And I met, well, not really shocking bad, but just like shocking surprise. Because one of the biggest stigmas that comes with living in the South is that, oh, God, it's racist down there. First of all, I've encountered since I've been here in this almost two months. I've encountered more racism in New York City. And I'm not even just talking about, like, people blatantly being racist against you. I'm talking about just talking race talk for my own people. <laughs> about race you know because I have this thing where me and Charles had this big discussion I don't believe that we as black people are in the position to be racist but we are heavily biased and he seems to think that there's no difference and I tried to explain it to him there is a difference we are not in the position at all as the minority to be racist because we're not on top. If you're on top of the uh, of of the racial food chain, for lack of a better way to say it, then anything that you look at it down upon anybody that's not you, because you're the higher up, is considered racist. But if we're not in a position to be racist, if you look at the definition of racist, this is a story really for another time. But anyway. I've encountered more type of racial type of, of stigmas and attitudes and, and biases from my own people than I have from a lot of people down here. And I find, quite frankly, that white people down here seem to be fascinated with me because I'm from New York. Now, I don't know if they seem to think that New York is a different freaking planet <laughs> from the rest of the world. But I get, once people find out I'm from New York, I get so many questions. Really? What is it like there? Have you been to the Empire State Building? 
Have you been? Have I been? What? I live there. And you know, and I get a lot of questions about stuff like that. But most of the questions I get, I get a lot of food questions. Like, if I'll be in the store and I'll say, well, I'll ask, do you have such and such? Like, okay, yesterday, perfect example, we went into a meat market because quite frankly, I'm going to be totally honest with you, and yeah, I said it, the markets here, for some reason, don't know how to hire decent butchers at all. The meat here, in, like if you get in the supermarket, I don't care where you go. I done been to Publix, I'm not impressed. I done been to Whole Foods, I'm not impressed. I done been to Food Lion, cheap, I'm not impressed. I done been to Kroger's, I'm not impressed. The way these people do meat. Nobody can do, do, can do meat like a New York butcher. And that's word. I don't care what you say. Can nobody do meat like a New York butcher? So, the meat quality is horrible here. Absolutely horrible. The last time I bought some beef, and I heard it on the news, but I never really thought it was true with the tube beef. Don't ever buy beef in a tube, guys. Look at your meat when you buy it. Which is sad because I bought tube beef in New York, and it didn't look the way it looked down here. First of all, when I pushed it out of the tube, it was like pink. And I said, wait a minute, red meat is supposed to be red, not pink. So the fact that this meat was pink, I should have right there and there. It was going to be trash. So I used it, made a meatloaf, put the meatloaf in the oven. By the time I pulled that thing out, it was so much oil in that pan from all the fat that dripped off of that meat. It was up my little hamburger patty in the middle. So the meat sucks. So I said, okay, we got to go find a butcher. So we found a butcher in the neighborhood that sells nothing but meat. I said, okay, let's go to this butcher. Go to the butcher, and quite frankly, I'm impressed. This is a real butcher. So real down to the point where they make their own damn sausages. You tell them what you want, they'll grind you up a sausage of, of, of whatever it is you're asking for. Venison, ugh, which I don't eat. Ugh. You know, Cajun sausage, this sausage, that sausage. Charles went there, was like a kid in the candy store. Oh, wow, they got this. I ate that when I was a kid. Oh, wow, they got this. They got this. Corn pudding. All this other country doodah shit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. I don't know what that, that is. Oh, wow, I got to come back and get me some of that. I'm like, okay, well, you must go be cooking it because I don't know what all that ego shit is, but I don't eat it. So, went there, priced the oxtail. I said, let me see how much it is, because usually the best thing to do, anybody that knows food knows, get the tail and let them cut that tail up. Don't ever buy prepackaged oxtails. And that goes for my people in New York. Buy an oxtail already together and let them cut it in the, like, inches that you want. So that oxtail was 23 bucks. I said, wow, that's not bad for an oxtail. Very good. My sister was like, that's good for oxtail. So, I went and I was like, okay, so let me check out the spices. No spices. No spices. God, this is like a spice desert. I got my sister sending me spices from New York, yo. This is how bad it is here. Because I was like, okay, I can't make oxtails without pickup pepper sauce. 
And if you know an oxtail, and if you know Caribbean food, and if you like the oxtail Caribbean style, you got to have pickled pepper sauce. There's no pickled pepper damn sauce here. So I said, okay, let me go online. Oh, that pickled pepper. But I got to order it online. So I told my sister, next time she goes to the meat warehouse over there by us, please get me two bottles of pickled pepper sauce and send them to me here in Georgia. Now my sister got to bust me pickled pepper sauce. And she says some other spices that she don't mind sending. Because I got to eat. Everything is not salt and pepper. But you know what? I come to find out that these southerners down here, if it ain't covered in that white gravy they love so much, they ain't <laughs> Yeah, I said it. <laughs> it's white gravy mess they seem to love down here. That's the only thing. They ain't slapping that stuff up with biscuits. Licking their fingers and oh, come on, let me just. Oh. Oh, anyway, my sister gotta send me some spices. There ain't no spices down here. This is what I've been dealing with, y'all. Yeah. But I made a new friend. Hello, new friend. Are you listening? You're my new best friend. You know who you are. Oh, we spoke on Friday. We were talking about all those delicious spices and oxtails and stuff that you gonna give me recipes to? You're gonna be my new friend. I already decided. It's too late. It's too late. You're my new friend. <laughs> I know she's listening out there. You know who you are, Missy. You're my new best friend. But anyway, let me get back into the music. I'm gonna play some Earth, Wind, and Fire. It wouldn't be 70s without these guys. Yes. I know y'all remember this growing up. This is what played at the barbecues. The song that never ended. <laughs> you were like, damn, just when you thought it was over, a new instrument would come in and start to play. Yes. Sun Goddess, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Rick House 2.0, guys. This is the song that doesn't end. <laughs> Rick House 2.0.
know what that music means. It's time for us to head out now. That was quick. I guess I did more talking than I thought. Oh, wow. Hmm. Anyway, it's time to give a couple of shouts. <laughs> Definitely want to give a special shout to a sister who decided to risk it all. Now she risked it all, but decided to follow her dreams. And anytime anybody follows a dream, definitely I feel it, it, it needs to be recognized, acknowledged, because it takes a lot to step out on faith. So I definitely want to give this sister a shout. Um, met her on Facebook, but we're also in a lot of um, groups together. She's a cool sister. I first took notice of her when I saw this girl had her face look like it was beat by the gods. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you. And I was like, oh my God. Her makeup technique is so amazing. So she decided instead of buying everybody else's products to create a product of her own, started her own business. It's called Plush Lux. And I'm telling you, this girl is a fiasa. <laughs> fiasa. Definitely. So she's building her website up, getting her stuff together. But I always support MWBEs. Love my minority women businesses and entrepreneurs got to support them so definitely want to give her a shout her name is I don't want to sit up there and blow her up because you know y'all be going on a regular Instagram let me give you her site on Instagram you can follow her at plush p-l-u-s-h-h that's a double h p-l-u-s-h-h lux l-u-x-e and I'm telling you fire. I just placed the order for some bomb homemade lip gloss. 100% natural ingredients. Nothing tested on rabbits and mice and shit. You know. <laughs> you know, you gotta watch what you put on your face. Testing shit on animals and rabbits. No, this stuff is 100% natural products. Girl got it going on. She got an Etsy site. So if you want to go to Etsy.com and search out Plush Lux, you can see her little store. She's just getting started. But definitely throw this sister some business because she's cool. Support our minority women-owned black businesses. I will always do that, and I encourage you to do the same. So shout out to Novi. It's her company. Girl, do your damn thing. I'm going to support. I'm going to continue to pass the word because stuff like this got to get recognized. I also want to give a shout out to Mr. Producer Extraordinaire. Mr. Christopher Saint, yes. This man is also making moves, making power moves. And I am definitely blessed and grateful and thankful to be a part of 4 Aces Presents moving forward. This man is doing damn things and he don't take no shit. So don't think he's going to throw anything his way. That's why I love him. You know what I tell you? I'll beat somebody ass for him. He know this. He know this. First thing, trouble what, where they at. I don't play that. Okay, because it don't matter where I'm at. The hood is always in me. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely want to give him a shout. So, I'm going to be on out of here. Shout out to my new friend. I love you, new friend. 
And we're going to be very, very good friends. Because I've decided that I'm going to be your friend. And I'm going to send that friend request the minute I get off this show. Because I was too tired Friday, but I got you. You're going to be my friend whether you want to or not. Ain't no choice. Ain't no choice. <laughs> what you think this is a democracy? You see number 45 in there. This ain't no damn democracy. <laughs> I'm out. We're going to bounce up out of here. And it's a shame I got to leave you. But I got to do what I got to do. Yes. I'll see you next week, guys. I got a chicken to take out the oven. I got to go. Brick House 2.0. Love you. Be safe. God bless. You got first. Have a good week. Be safe. Love you. Mwah. It's true that some things change as we get older. 
But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.